We back, man. What's going on? Man, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just had the CEO visit. Uh, circuit Overseer Front Week is finally over. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's time to get back to reality. You know what I mean? Uh, but we, but you know what, man? Uh, shout out to my new CEO, man. We got brother uh, Williams. Shout out to Solano Williams, man. Oh, you got and Solano? He, yeah, we got Solano, man. He's he's super cool, man. He's down to earth. He don't be tripping. That's not hard. That's what yeah, I heard. Man. I hope we get him next. Shoot. Dude, dude. I hope y'all get him next, man. He is amazing, bro. Like, <laughs> I love him, man. I love him, man. He He's real down to earth. Wife is down to earth. He got stories for days. Like, he's 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 a solid brother, man. He, he's one of the good ones. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, man. That, that, that segues perfectly into my shout outs. <laughs> Shout out to my new CEO, uh, brother Benny Janvier. His his actual name is Benoit Janvier. Um, we had his visit two weeks ago with him and his wife Megan. Um, it was a great visit, man. It was refreshing to get a CEO around my age. Mm -hmm. uh, he's only forty. Um, I believe his wife, yeah, I believe his wife is like thirty seven, but. It was just refreshing, man. It was refreshing to have a CEO who's been raising the truth, you know, so he knows how that goes, all the pressures that come with that. You know, he's from Baltimore. His wife is from West Baltimore. So I told her, I was like, hey, look, I don't want to do nothing to think. I know how West Baltimore get down, you know. Yeah. I don't want you, I don't want you throwing me in a vacant. You know what I mean? <laughs> with, Slim, with Slim Charles and them, you know. Right, <laughs> but, right. But, but they were they were mad cool, man. They were mad cool. It, it was cool to have a have a, a conversation with the CEO about Jordans. Oh man, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, that that's was that first. was cool. That, that was a first. That was a first. You know, the the older brothers was kind of hating on that, but it was whatever, man. What y'all? What y'all? What y'all? Y'all y'all had it y'all way for so long, man. Now we now now we got a peer up in here. You know. You know what? Shout out to real quick. Cool, shout out to the branch, man. For making the qualification the qualifications for CEOs a lot younger, man. Because you know, back in the day, man, they used to be intimidating, man. They used to be scared to go to the CEO, man. And they, they kind of like the principal, man. They come in the congregation, they shutting things down and changing things around, and you, you, you're afraid to go up to them. Now the CEOs are much younger. They more relatable. You know, don't be all like you know efficient about everything it's just hey man just relax man and just enjoy the visit you know yeah 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 absolutely man absolutely it it kind of it kind of eases the pressure you know it kind of eases the pressure also shout out to friends out there passing COVID back and forth to each other still <laughs> i get my yeah. second booster this weekend too man so oh nice nice get your rest man get your rest yeah, yeah for um, sure Shout out to um, shout out to, to Christian Life and Ministry Overseers, man. I don't know if you saw that new revision, Rodney. Yeah, I saw. I see. I see. So you know, I I honestly think that's for the best because a lot of times the Kobe who gets together the rest of the midweek meeting scheduling, he's waiting on the Christian Life and Ministry Overseer, and he can't do his schedule until the CLM Overseer does his schedule, or maybe. The, the, the CLM overseer is waiting on the Kobe to drop his schedule so he can put his right. schedule. So it really simplifies things, you know, it really simplifies things. But like if 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 you 
you know what I'm saying, are not good with scheduling, man, you better get good at it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the Kobe's now I get double work now. Well, no, no, no. The CLM is the one doing it all now, right? Oh, the set. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, no. Oh, so it's reverse. They taking the weight off the coach. Correct, correct. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. You know what I read that on yesterday? And, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll hold my comments for later. I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get fired. It's for the best, but it's like. You know, it's for the best. It's for the best. It's really going to simplify things. And it's like, yeah, one brother shouldn't have to wait on another brother to drive his get. We we had a mix up this week, Rod, because um, I got a call at like Monday, like around like five, asking if I could do the 10 minute talk on Wednesday, which basically would have only given me 24 hours to get this out. And for the first time in, in, in ever, I had to I had to decline it. I had to say no, because this week is particularly stressful for me. I'm in. The, I'm still in the middle of moving. I had my catalytic converter stolen the other day off my car, um, and that and that set a bunch of a domino effect in motion. A bunch of other crap that you know went haywire, and um, I just didn't have time to do it. And it's like I'm, I I got the message, and I immediately went to my email to see, okay, who was supposed to get this part? Oh, there is no schedule, so. You know, it's like, man, why am I getting a call on Monday at five? You know, when the meeting is Wednesday, it's like I don't, I, I just don't have, I just don't have time to get it out. Nor could I commit to actually being physically at the meeting this week either, because there's other stuff going on with work. I'm in, in the middle of my busy season, yada yada. You know, yeah, it's a real busy season for everything. Yeah, especially alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. So that was a factor too, but it's like I, I've commented on this before on the show. It's like everybody just, just, just worry about your lane. What, what? Mm -hmm. If you're the service overseer, worry about field service stuff. If you're the All secretary, right. worry about secretary stuff. If you're the coach, oh, worry about I hate that. Don't, Kobe don't be stuff. in my territory. Yeah, know? you know, every, 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 every time we get a poor showing on a Sunday, on a Sunday, uh, meeting for field service. I'm getting a call, you know, like I could wave a magic wand and, and, and or crack a whip and make brothers come out. You know, I'm getting all these calls. Well, I think the meeting for service should be at this time. I think the Sunday meeting should be at this time. But we don't even have a schedule for, for next week's meeting on Wednesday. <laughs> so worry about yeah. your stuff and I'll worry about field service. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to. I, I got some, I got some ideas, sir. Where the need is greater as a congregation, man, dude. <laughs> get these, get the you, you got, you got people in in my group on the Hourglass app that's been this fellowship for two years. And clear them out. Mm -hmm. You got people who've been reinstated for a year, year and a half, they whose name ain't even on the rolls yet. Worry about that, and let me worry about field service. Mm hmm. Everybody got an opinion on field service. I mean, part of that is because nobody actually knows what the secretary and Kobe does. So, mm -hmm. you know, but everybody got an opinion on field service because we all preach, you know? So, but yeah, everybody just, just worry about your stuff. Yeah, leaving it to all his hands, man, you know? Probably going to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey. <laughs> Hey, do what you got to do. But yeah, you got to keep it in Jehovah's hands, man. Like, we can't force the friends to go out. You know, the friends are going to go out. 
whether it's on Zoom, whether it's in person, it is what it is. It still feels service. So, you well, know. It's, it's not so much the, 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 the problem ain't so much friends going out or not going out. It's like, I get it. It's Sunday. We have a 1230 meeting on Sunday. People ain't really trying to go out at 10 o'clock. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, so you guys, so I, I keep forgetting, man. See, I'm on Saturday, so I'm, I'm getting my stuff mixed up. So you're on Saturday. How do y'all do field service? We we meet as a uh, we meet what what of our individual groups, right? And then Sunday and then Sunday you guys have an arrangement in the morning because you guys got the afternoon. Correct. Oh, I got you. All right, all right. I get it. And and and, and people aren't showing up, and it's like I think look the at assumption. This, look at it like this, Ian. Who supports them? Who supports the ministry on their meeting days? Just put it all in perspective. Thursday, no one supports. The ministry we got arrangements on thursday at my congregation nobody supports the other congregation our neighbor congregation bridgeview they got meeting on tuesday i go out on tuesday nobody supports the ministry <laughs> at their congregation so what would you expect people to support the ministry on a sunday during the meeting during the meeting day you know meeting day is kind of like that oh, i just go to the meeting i'm good i went out yesterday well, well here, here here's the thing and i, I even explained it to, to a brother this way People like myself and other brothers who are, are of working age, you know, you know the homes we live in and you know the cars we drive, we have to pay for that with money. And, <laughs> and we get that money by working a job full time right. Monday through Friday and to provide for our families. Saturday, we're out. Every Saturday. I, I, man, maybe not every Saturday, but 98% of the time, 98% of Saturdays, we're out. Most right. of us, because we, we have a group we have to take the lead with. When Sunday rolls around, that's really our only day where we could rest up a little bit before we have to get up, get dressed, and go to a meeting. Mm -hmm. So if the meeting is at 1230 and the meeting for service is at 10 o'clock and people aren't coming out, I, I kind of get it. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing to get been out of shape about. You know, whoever comes out, comes out. It's cool. And it's on, it's on Zoom. So it's like... All right, so pe people people have that option as well. So I was saying that like it's because the assumption was that friends weren't showing up because the appointed brothers weren't showing up to take the lead, and I kind of disagree with that. Like it's not so much that the friends are are clairvoyant and they know ain't nobody gonna come out, so I ain't gonna come out. It's not that. It's it's they're not coming out because it's Sunday, right? And it's the meeting day, so. Now you're asking appointed men to show up a little more, you know, as they should, because I'm, I'm not going to say every appointed man is the same or has the same schedule or supports their groups equally. But on Sunday, we should be leaning more on the brothers who don't have the responsibility of taking out a group on Saturday. Matter of fact, when I did the scheduling for Sunday, that's who I leaned on more heavily, the brothers who don't have a field service group who don't have to conduct a watchtower study who don't have to uh who 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 don't have a, a a service committee position those are the brothers who don't have those responsibilities those are the brothers we need to lean more on especially if you got men reaching out you know you got men who used to have groups but now they don't have groups anymore you know what i mean those are the brothers that need to be stepping up yep yeah I agree. So, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> yeah. Any more shout outs? 
Nah, man, that's it. I, I'm ready to get to <laughs> basketball. Yeah, let's get in this basketball, man. Let's get in this basketball, yo. A lot of stuff has happened. I had to change the outline, man. As, as you saw, can see I this saw, morning, I saw, I saw you revised it. I was like, man, I don't even got a, I don't even got time to look at this. Uh, Rodney just tried to surprise me on the show. No, 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 no. I revised it because so much has happened since the last time I sent you the agenda. I was early for a change with the agenda this time. <laughs> look what happens <laughs> when I'm early. More stuff come out. Like we gonna have to do I an album drop off, it man. too early. Huh? I said we're gonna have to do an album face off and change things up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had to because I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I you know, that's why I usually wait a little bit in case something else happens. But dude, as soon as I send the agenda, man, all this stuff started drop. All this stuff was happening in NBA. So man, we're gonna get right into it, starting off with these dang on Brooklyn Nets, man. Oh my <laughs> goodness, dude. These Brooklyn Nets. The Nets fire Steve Nash and reportedly is going to replace him with Ime Udoka, former <laughs> Boston Celtics uh, coach. They're going to be the most hated team in the world. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a team this hated or watched a team this hated since the Bad Boy Pistons. And even now, the Bad Boy Pistons are starting to get their flowers. You know what I mean? Over yeah. the last decade or so. And to the bad boy Pistons credit, they won two championships. Exactly. And they did it in the midst of, of three, you know, superior organizations at the time, you know, Boston, Chicago, and LA. So like, man, <laughs> you know, they deserve their flowers. The Nets, yeah. they, want, they only won what? One playoff series? I think so. Yeah. All this drama for no titles. <laughs> All this drama for no titles, man. But anyway, let me let, let me not carve <laughs> in yet. We we got plenty of show to do that. Uh, does this mean? I just want to ask you this question. And what does this mean for the team moving forward? What is what does this mean? This team's fate moving forward. More distractions, more drama, more uh, adjustments, less chemistry, less continuity. Just more the same. We, Rodney, we predicted this. We predicted this when they first went over when they when they traded their young core to bring on Kyrie Irving and Kevin and sign on Kevin Durant. We predicted this, Rodney. I remember. I what was it three years ago, four years ago? Like, man, mm -hmm. I don't they know had, what kind of drama is going to be, but we know it's going to be drama with these two. They had uh, it's just the boy, the assistant coach from the Ghost State Warriors had had the team moving the right direction. And then he resigned because he knew what direction the Nets was about to go. Are you referring to Steve Nash? Not Steve Nash. The coach before him what was uh, the, the assistant coach for the uh, Go to State Warriors. Uh, I'm gonna look him up now. But go ahead, man. Um. Yeah. It's 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 a mess, bro. Like, I mean, we all know what happened this summer. Kevin Durant. Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson yeah. I thought he was just fired, though. No, he resigned. He quit. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I was being reported that he got fired because the play because Kevin Durant and Kyrie didn't want to play for him. No, no, no. When I looked it up, he he resigned because he knew the direction the organization was getting ready to go. Mm. And I don't think he wanted no part of that. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Um it's it's dude, it's it's I, I enjoy watching the chaos, man. I enjoy watching the dumpster fire. I hate the nets. I hate everything about them. 
you know, it's a shame because the Brooklyn, the, the, the borough of Brooklyn deserves better. But, yeah. um, it's, it's, a, it's a dumpster fire, man. It ain't going to get no better. Like, I don't know how people thought it was going to get any better. You know, y- you would put in a syllabus, how, how, how do you fix things? I, I think that the, the boat on that is as, as sailed, man. Like, the ship on that is sailed because the only way to really fix things was to actually grant Kevin Durant his trade request over the summer. Right. You know, of course, that didn't happen. Now here we are, eight games into the season. I remember asking y'all, my man, Rodney, would you be surprised if 25 games into the season, they blow everything up? He was like, nope. Here we are, eight games into the season. And it's like, it appears as if they're trying to hit the reset button. Because you, you, it's a lot easier to get rid of a coach than it is to get rid of players. I believe they've shopped those players. I believe they shopped Ben Simmons. They shopped Kevin Durant. They've shot Kyrie Irving and, and other other franchises kind of heard them out, kicked the tires a little bit and was like, nah, we're good. So what do you do? You get rid of the coach, you know, and it's it's being reported that it was a mutual departure, which I could also see, too, given the latest crap with Kyrie. Right. You know, and just Ben Simmons is still Ben Simmons. Like, <laughs> have we forgotten about that? Right. You know, Royce O'Neal out there trying to be a goon. Um, I hate them, man. I hate them. I, I hate them more than I hate the Lakers. Man, I... Kevin like, Durant wants to act like, oh, I'm just another player. I'm No, no, you're the, you the best player on the roster. You, 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 so, so much so, you got so much clout. You, you requested that your coach and general manager get fired over the summer. Right. When you saw that, that a trade for you wasn't happening. You know, and you want to sit up, you know, in front of the microphone and be like, hey, I like Steve. And, you know, I don't I'm not in on these decisions and I'm just another player. I'm just here to play ball. It's like, man, dude, like, come on, bro. We, we all know what this is. If you really wanted Steve Nash to stick around, you would have found a way to, 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 to defend him and speak up for him and make it happen. Just like Giannis spoke up for uh, Budenholzer right after they won the championship. Yeah. Just like Jordan spoke up for Phil Jackson. If the best player on the team and the coach ain't in harmony, eh, you ain't got nothing coming. You know, now, you know, Udoka is a great coach and everything. And, you know, when if y'all going to bring him on board, hide your wives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and let him do his thing. But, like. You know, I don't know how this team is going to respond to him. Like, I, it's being reported that he has a good rapport with, with the Nets because he was their assistant coach, you know, year before last and all of that. But, man, this, this just looks unsalvageable, man. And, and I, I love it. I love I love that it's unsalvageable. Me too. Ben Simmons looked so happy in street clothes the other night, didn't he? He, he, he injured again? He was in street clothes. Yeah, he said back hurt again, you know. I don't watch Brooklyn games, so I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just saw it in the highlights when I was watching uh, the <laughs> highlights. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's just smiling and grinning, you know. When he out there on the court, he don't look happy. But uh, when he in <laughs> street clothes, man, he looked he looked real happy, man. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and and shout out to the Bulls for putting a nice little, little Zach Levine putting on a. Uh, a performance in front of them Brooklyn I, I actually you know watched that game uh the fourth I quarter did too. 
I did. Yeah, I'm too. On the I missed the first three quarters. But I, I did too. I, it, you know what? Everything changed after Royce O'Neal threw Vucevic down on the ground. Mm-hmm. After that, I mean, he was talking mess afterwards, and I could I could tell by the look on Zach Levine's face, he took it personal, like Jordan. Oh, he took it personal. You, you saw him talking trash to him after <laughs> after he hit one of them threes. You know, all that energy, man. All that, you know. I, I just I just hope the Nets don't make the playoffs this year. I, I hope they blow this whole thing up. I hope it's come slapping them back in their face. You I mean, know, even if they do make the playoffs, it's like they're, they're not beating. Well. They're not, yeah, they're not beating Milwaukee. Um, Cleveland's gotten better, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I don't even think, yeah, I don't even think they could beat Cleveland. You know, Boston, Boston still looks good. Like, yeah, they're not beating Boston. Yeah, not beating Boston. I mean, come on, I, I don't, I don't see good things happening with the Brooklyn Nets. I just don't, and. uh I don't think Ian Udoka is going to be a good enough coach to save this organization and get them to a championship because it. I just feel like Steve Nash was a scapegoat at the end of the day. He was a scapegoat. Like, they don't... <laughs> they was looking for somebody to point their fingers. And remember, last year, we said this. We said this on this platform. One, when they lost that series to Boston, they got swept by Boston, and they had that press conference, and Kyrie Irving mentioned... You know, oh, we, you know, we as an organization got to get this thing together. And he mentioned all these names except Steve Nash. And I'm like, hmm, okay, all right. You guys, but all they, of a sudden, they, they look like the Nets brass looks like clowns too. Because let's rewind the tape a little bit. When when NBA, NBA players were told to get this vaccine and they couldn't play, you know, the Nets him and hauled and. You know, we'll see what happens with Kyrie. Oh, well, you know, we can't have a part-time player. And then they switched up. Okay, yeah, you, we're, we're going to bring him back for role games only. You know, then then, then in the offseason, all this stuff happened with KD. And then they came out and said, we, we're standing with our coach, standing with our GM. Now you fired the GM. It's like, I don't believe a word that comes out of Joe Sy's mouth anymore. Because they, they've, they've gone back on their words, what, in, in two major ways in the past year. Yep. They come out and they say one thing and then they do the absolute opposite. We standing with our coach, but we gonna fire him on eight to eight games into the into the season. I mean that's what drove that's what drove uh you know James Harden out of out of Brooklyn, you know, because of the because of the sketchiness, the back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, all of that ignorance stuff, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Like like <sighs> I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Clowns, man. It's some clowns. This is what y'all get, man, for trying to for trying to copy the LeBron formula, you know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of speaking of clowns, um, I want to focus on one particular clown from this team, get a little bit more uh heat on this dude. Uh Kyrie Irving, man. Kyrie Irving looked at Kanye West and said, Oh, I'm gonna hold my beer real quick. <laughs> Let me stretch. <laughs> I mean, do, do, get my get my Twitter fingers ready, and uh, you know, take the Twitter and, 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 and post <laughs> some anti-Semitic <laughs> material. Um, he he got into it for for those listening. Everybody, I'm sure, has seen this this altercation, this verbal altercation between him and uh, Nick Friedel, who's a and Nick actually Nick used to cover the Bulls back in the day. 
uh, for mm-hmm. side reports. But uh, shout out to Nick Friedle for calling this dude out. But uh, him and Nick Friedle ended up having a heated exchange, and they got into this whole uh, debate about a post that Kyrie made. And the the part that disturbed me the most about this interview is the fact that Kyrie, you're supposed to be so smart, right? You went to Duke and all this other stuff. You're supposed to be so knowledgeable. You went yeah, to Duke for one where, year, I thought, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like going to Whitney Young for one year. Right, right. Like <laughs> I'm smart. I went to Whitney Young. Yeah, but you transferred to Hearst, so like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 for all those that's for not from Chicago, Whitney Young is one of the you know, was I don't know if still is one of the, it still is it still is one of the top smart schools in Chicago, but you know and Hearst was one of the most hood schools in Chicago. So you know for those that don't get the joke, but like this man for him to be so smart <laughs> in his own eye, he don't know what promotion means. Do you, yeah. do you know that when you have 17 million followers on Twitter or Instagram and you post something, it might not be your post. It A lot of times, sometimes it might not be your post. It might be a repost. You're still promoting it you, because you want other people to see it. You want other people to acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so for him to get mad at Nick Ferdale for saying, oh, he's promoting. It, to me, that that didn't sit well with me. I'm like, wait, that that, that didn't sit well with me either. That there, there's a couple other things that didn't sit well with me either. You know, I I, I give Nick Fidel props too for for trying to hold his feet to the fire on it. I I do think there are a couple of junctions in a in a uh, conversation where Nick could have handled it better because Kyrie was like, well, you put it. He was like, well, you put it out there, and and Kyrie was like, so what? You put stuff out there. I mean, Nick Friedel's response should have been like, yeah, because I'm promoting my writing. I'm promoting a story. I'm promoting the league. Exactly. You put this out there because you're promoting this movie. And we're going to get into the movie in a second because I, I got I got some words for that, too. But the other part that the other two things that really bothered me with this exchange was when he was like, don't dehumanize me. Don't dehumanize. How are you dehumanizing oh, someone man. by just asking them to explain a post? And it's like you 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 want to be this martyr so bad. You want to be this this uh uh persecuted uh leader and, and figurehead so bad. You're using words that you don't even know the meaning of. And I know exactly the school of thought Kyrie Irving is coming from because bro, we we Rodney, we both grew up on the south side, going out and field service. You encounter these types all the time. All the but time. Not all, not all the time, but often. Yeah, and especially in metropolitan downtown. You know, they're all over the place. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, and I, I've heard them out. I know where they're coming from. And and it's a very and I don't I don't, I, I was I was I'm trying to choose my words right here because I don't want to denigrate anybody's beliefs here. I'm not going to say anything about anybody's beliefs, but a lot of times, a lot of the debates you would get into were one-dimensional. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know, we 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 I don't I, we live in a society where people want to be so smart, but they don't want to read anything. They don't want to do put in the work 
and the research that actually goes into being smart. And I talked about this on my show this week on, on Vibes and stuff about how everyone wants to be smart or looked at as smart for sharing what I call meme knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, these, these little small size statements that could fit into a meme and you don't really unpack what the person is really saying or even the source where this meme came from or the fact that if, if it was even properly researched and we put stuff out there and Ernie Johnson, I don't know if you saw Ernie Johnson's comments on it on Inside I did. the NBA, I did. But he had a very uh, well thought out, you know, uh, response to this. And he was just talking about how we're in a spot in a space in society now where we just give little thought to how we can we other people are affected by our words and it's just you know it's 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 bothersome and then and then not even to be articulate and intelligent enough to defend your position if you put it out there Kyrie stand on it don't run from it oh right. don't say I was promoting it you're asking me go don't don't dehumanize me he wants this to turn into a a, a viral moment it's like no Kyrie you're making it a viral moment yeah. With all these wild, exaggerated hand gestures and refusing to answer the question. It's like, and then it, 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 what's so even even sillier, Rodney? It's like we get this news afterwards. Well, Kyrie Irving is going to donate half a million dollars to organizations yeah. that yeah. promote dialogue and peace. And it's like, so were you wrong for it, Kyrie, or not? Was it a mistake or not? I mean, Amari Stoudemire called him yesterday. And, and Amari Stoudemire comes from the same school that Doc Kyrie comes from, you it's know, and, and it's 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 just it, it, we live in a weird time right now, Rodney, you know, and, um, you know, people theologically, they they uh, they try to do a, a, this this buffet when it comes to religion and spirituality. Oh, I like this part here, but I'm going to ignore everything else. Oh, you're saying the original Jews were black? I like that part. I'm going to take that. I'm going to keep that. And I'm ignore everything else. And I'm going to promote this one thing that right. just so happens to be attached to all this other untrue, negative, and prejudiced stuff. You know, and people need to stop doing that. You know, like, we, 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 we pick, people pick and choose too much with what they, what they want to, you know, go with out the Bible or, you know, out of history and stuff like that. And it, and it creates problems like this. You know, the, the, the documentary that he was promoting was based on a book that quotes quite regularly from Adolf Hitler. It denies that the Holocaust happened. So, yeah, people are going to have a problem with that, Kyrie. Maybe you didn't read the book. Maybe you did. Maybe you watched the whole documentary. Maybe you didn't. I get the feeling that you did, though. So you can't put something out there like that and not expect people to hold your feet to the fire. You're not you're not you're not in a barbershop with your homeboys, you know, talking with three or four people about some theological stuff or having a debate. You have four million Twitter followers. So when you put that stuff out there, Mathematic, it's it's a mathematical certainty that that's gonna be that's gonna hit somebody a certain way, and it's gonna make them do something or say something harmful, perhaps to a Jewish person. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you do you, you? It's like he has zero self awareness about his status or anything. It's like you want to be this martyr, but then at the same time you want to act like. Oh, well, I just put this out here because, you know, that this is just how I felt in the moment. And, and why are y'all trying to dehumanize me by asking me about it? 
Just stand on it, bro. You put it out there. Then at the time when Nick Friedle was questioning him, he still had not taken it down. Nope. He took it down later. But yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I hate seeing, I was talking to a coworker about this. I hate, I hate when when black men in the media are always having to get caught out on something and then they have to come back and apologize and you know walk their statements back and and and, and look defeated and look ashamed I, I don't like that but i also don't like people putting ignorant stuff out there either and hateful stuff you know or stuff that just was not researched yeah and that's when that's when i don't feel sorry for you you know when it I, I, Rodney, you you know where I'm coming from. You know we've we've had yeah. we've, you've probably had quite a few debates with cats who want to. You know you, you you ask them about uh, uh, where where do you go for advice? Do you think the Bible is a good source of advice? Well, I think the original Hebrews was black. All right. Well, if you actually read the Bible, you you would understand that the whole thrust <laughs> of Christ, who you also say you believe in. Was that the, the original Jews did not accept him, and that's how would put them in a bad spot. And it's like I'm not trying to get into the weeds on that, but it's like okay, if they were, so what? Right? Why does it matter? Um, what you know? I always tell, I always use money as an example. Like what <laughs> you know? You trust that that money gonna buy you something? You got that twenty dollar? Who's on that twenty dollar bill that you using to go get your Starbucks or are you going to get your Dunkin' Donuts? You trust that you're going to be able to get uh, your coffee and your donuts and your, your little egg sandwich with that $20. <laughs> and, and, and on that $20, is not a person of my skin color or yours, <laughs> but you trust it. So why should it make a difference? What color? Uh, you know, uh, anyway, I don't want to get off. <laughs> no, you make a good point, though. You make a good point. You know, you know. It's like Richard Pryor said, the God you trust is on a dollar. But right. like, it, it's it's just, it, it, it's annoying to me because it just becomes a distraction from the greater issues, you know, yeah. and, and, and making spiritual progress or, or, you know, coming to understand God and the people in the world around you more. And it's just like, yeah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna argue about it. We don't have any photographs from back, back then. So like, you know, what's, what's the point and, and and my other thing too is this as as a black man a, a black american i know i'm not the darkest brother but you know as a black man i'm proud of who i am i'm proud of what i come from you know i did the whole 23 and me thing you know and i i found out i descend from you know mainly from nigeria ghana and togo and i'm proud of that you know i'm proud of that i'll claim that I don't need to claim, I don't need to appropriate somebody else's culture, somebody else's religion to feel better about who I am as a black man. Well, I'm actually a Hebrew. It's like, uh, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> Do you think that the NBA failed by not suspending Kyrie? Absolutely. <laughs> did they, did, now did they suspend Anthony Edwards when he did that? anti-gay post or whatever or did they just find i think they just find uh anthony i was i had to look it up i know they suspended indefinitely myers leonard for some anti-semitic stuff he did on twitch but yeah you oh know. i didn't even know about that yeah 
Yeah. So this was back when he was in Portland, though. This was this wasn't recent. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. But yeah, like <laughs> I think the here's the thing. That's another thing, Kyrie man. You're biting the hand that feeds you, bro. Like yeah, the commissioner, the commissioner is Jewish. This man pays you, man. <laughs> this man pays you. You you are fortunate that this man did not suspend you. He's fortunate. And I'm surprised that that, you know, especially, you know, how Adam Silver like came out of the gate when he first got appointed commissioner and banned Donald Sterling from the NBA for life. You know what I mean? You think that, you know, setting that tone right away would mean that he's not going to take a stand for any type of racism or anti-Semitism or anything like that. And then here comes Mr. Old Kyrie, you know, Kyrie West. We want to make uh, his, his statements. Kyrie you know, West. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and then you know doesn't do anything about it and, and i'm totally surprised that that the commission didn't do anything i am too i am too i know if if i was the commissioner of the nba let's say a white player put out a post you know linking a movie that was that had anti-black messaging man i i would i would find him and suspend him with extreme prejudice you know what i mean yeah yeah, <laughs> I would say joy in it. Um, you know, I don't know if there's some nuances here that Adam Silver is trying to take into account. Um, but yeah, it's 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 bothersome, man. It's bothersome, you know. And I know I know there are people out out here that be like, well, what did he do? What did he say that was so anti-Semitic? It's like read the book. Oh, that's right. People don't like to read. Watch no. the documentary. Um, if, if you can stomach it, you know, it, it, it basically, you know, o- over overstates Jewish people's involvement in the slave trade. Um, and when you do the research on it, you know what percentage of slaveholders were Jewish? 0.02. Hmm. So way less than 1%, you know, and I, I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't know why people like to get into these discussions or, or point fingers. It's like, look, white Europeans were largely responsible for the slave trade. Stop trying to blame the Dahomey tribe or other tribes in Africa. Well, actually, they Africans were selling their, their prisoners to, to, to the Dutch and to the French. Okay. And, and when you look at the numbers, it, their involvement was minuscule. Mm-hmm. Minuscule compared to what the white Europeans were doing in the slave trade and what America, white Americans did to, to propagate and, and, and per, further perpetuate the, the industry of slaving in the, in the United States. Stop trying to point fingers at African tribes. Stop trying to point fingers at Jewish people and just put the blame where it lies. Everybody wants to do this revisionist history and not actually pick up a book and read it. Right. Stop trying to blame all these other people. Stop trying to victim blame Africans and black people for their for their situation. And it's like to me, it all falls under the same umbrella of of another ideology that that basically says, well, you know, y'all need to stop complaining and 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 you know, accept y'all's part in this. It's like, nah, nah, we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is um. 
Yeah, uh, the, uh, the Nets, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but back on this basketball. <laughs> the Nets ain't going nowhere. I'm 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 rooting against them. I, I would I would rather see the Lakers in the finals this year than the Nets. Yeah, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Like I, I speaking of the Lakers, since they are they they won two in a row. <laughs> barely. Barely beat the uh, Pelicans last night. And everybody's all Oh, Westbrook coming off the bench is the best thing ever. When you guys were just blaming Westbrook for every loss, for every loss, and then as soon as Westbrook says, I'm not playing, you know, I'm a low manage for a little bit, y'all still getting your butts kicked. Now you ain't got no nobody else to blame. You know what, man? I want to take this time to put some respect on Westbrook's name. Okay. First of all, let's start with LeBron James. LeBron James originally wanted this team. I don't know if you guys have checked history for back back four years ago when LeBron first became a Laker. Uh, all these people walking around talking about, oh, I feel sorry for LeBron. Oh, he, you know, he's gonna break, he's gonna, he's gonna break the record, and he's gonna be a losing season. It's gonna be all for naught. They need to trade him. They need to put him in a better situation. I feel sorry for LeBron. No, I don't feel sorry for LeBron. LeBron is getting everything he deserved. This is the team he wanted. He, 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 he basically hustled. Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Now, thankfully for the Pelicans, they ended up with Zion. So, whatever. You know, we'll see what happens with that story. But this man wanted the old man crew on his team last year. And he got all offended, took the Twitter, talking about to keep that same energy, and they don't make the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Clown. He's a clown. He, dude, he, legit, he's not the GM for no reason, man. He is a reason. It's not all Rob Palinka. It, it's not all Genie Buss. They, they go to the ultimate source. LeBron James is the ultimate source. He did, he's doing the same thing to the Lakers that he did to the Cavaliers before he left. Made yeah, all when, these when, he, when he wanted them, he wanted them to trade their um trade their pick their first round pick that ended up being Colin Sexton yeah I remember that yeah 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 he wanted to do all this stuff he holds organizations hostage to make my team better so I could chase the ghost and it all fails it all fails man preach dude I'm sorry dude I do not feel sorry for for, for LeBron James I hope and <laughs> I, I know I know we just said we hate the Nets more than we hate the Lakers, but I hate the Lakers more than any team in the NBA except the Nets. <laughs> dude, I hope they do not make the playoffs. If he breaks the record, oh whatever. I don't care. He's still not the GOAT. <laughs> he will never be the GOAT. Um this dude, <laughs> he's had he he's he's the Maker of the super team, the creator of the super team. Everybody, oh, 
oh, LeBron, LeBron couldn't win more than Mike because Golden State built a super team. Why did Golden State build a super team? Why did, and Golden State didn't build a super team. Kevin yeah, Durant one guy joined there. up with them. Yeah, he joined up with them. But do you think that KD wasn't inspired by the things that you did early in, in the early 2000 when you said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach? You had an opportunity to three-peat, but yet everybody, all these people talking about, oh, well, look, Dwayne Wade, he was declining. He was, Dwayne Wade averaged 30 a game in the finals. It's 2011. What happened? What happened to LeBron in that series? He had the opportunity to three-peat, to get his first three-peat. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. So we got to settle for two out of four with a super team. That's your goal? One, one, one of which was really Ray Allen's domain. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, by the way, uh, who missed the shot that led to Ray Allen's three-pointer? Oh, LeBron James. <laughs> but that's y'all goat, though. That's y'all goat. But he he blocked a shot, Rodney, in the... Uh, in <laughs> oh, 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 the game was tied. Ooh, ooh, Yeah, the game was tied. Yeah, they went down. The game was tied. Yeah, who hit, hit the game winning three? Kyrie West. And <laughs> who had the, the lockdown performance against Steph Curry in a key position? Steph Curry was trying to tie the game. Kevin Love, not LeBron, but no one talks about those two plays. It's all about LeBron blocking Iguodala. That's the only thing that he can take with them. Mike has the shrug. Mike has the and one on Barkley in 93. Mike has the up and under in 91. He has the game winner, game winning shot in 98. He has the, the flu game. Yeah, the list goes on and on. The shot against the Cavs. Against the shot Mark against, Who shots against the Cavs? <laughs> Do I need to keep going? The 63 points against Boston, where Larry Bird said he was he, he, he was he was playing against God himself. Oh, I got another I got another LeBron moment. He had a game winner against the Magic in in 2008. Oh, oh, wait, you wait, mean the series the series that the Magic went on to beat them in that series? Yeah, they, they yeah yeah the Magic ended up winning that series. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry LeBron fans. I I, I thought I had one for you. <laughs> I thought I had one for you. Uh, dude, all this, I, it was so, I was, my mind was starting to get numb at the beginning of the season when everybody was just pointing a finger at Russell Wills, uh, Westbrook. Like everything is Russell Westbrook's fault. And granted, he, <laughs> Westbrook is a Shaq and a fool legend. He, I <laughs> love watching. <laughs> he, he's on the Mount. He's on the Mount Rushmore of Shaq and the Fool uh, yeah. legends. Like that's that's a topic, Rodney. Put that down. We we on a future show. We need to cover yes. uh, Shaq and the Fool Mount Rushmore. Yes. Yeah, I'm typing that right now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's the you know. But I just think Westbrook. They were looking at, he's, again, he's the Steve Nash of this organization. They looking for a scapegoat to cover up for LeBron and, and make it seem like everything is Westbrook's fault. Who wanted Westbrook over there? LeBron yeah. James did. And it's it's not so much that Westbrook is, is the issue. It's all the stuff they gave up for Westbrook. Yeah. But, but it's Rob Palenka's fault. 
oh, he, he won't do nothing to improve. All he did, all he did was put a bunch of G Leaguers and 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 Lonnie Walker uh around LeBron and AD and Westbrook. Well, there's a reason because they gave up everything to get Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony and all these old geezers on, on, on the Lakers thinking that they was going to try to win one more title before they all retire. And look what happened. Yeah, man. All y'all got, all y'all got in return for LeBron James being in LA is a LA Fitness Championship ring. Slash exports. <laughs> That's all y'all got. And, it, and they blame they blamed Frank Vogel too. Frank Vogel got is. I don't like the way Frank Vogel's doing this. I don't like the way he's doing that. Well, and 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 Darvin Ham is doing better. You know they they've blamed Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis. You know, yeah, he he shares a little bit of blame too. I get oh, it that he's injured and everything. But it's like, if Anthony Davis quit playing soft, you know, LeBron about to be 38, he, he need to be able to hand the reins over to AD. You know, it's like, an AD ain't that. Well, hey, that's LeBron's fault. Again. 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 You know, AD can't help you get hurt. You know, that's a part of the game. He gets hurt. He's always disabled, always doubtful, always disappointing. <laughs> That's what that's what AD is, you know. He, he you're not gonna get bubble AD back, Lakers fans. I'm, I'm just I'm sorry. That that did you see that one play where he was wide open for a three and Nurkic didn't even didn't even come out there. I saw he that. Just yeah. Sat there and wait for the rebound. He they gave they gave him the Ben Simmons treatment. <laughs> Do I laugh so loud, man? I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, 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 um, however many days we are into the NBA season, I gotta say, man, it has been wildly entertaining. Nothing is what yeah. we thought it was. Teams, yeah. teams that we thought were gonna come out strong have been mid. And you know teams what? That, is? That's a perfect segue to the next topic. <laughs> which which surprising team has caught your attention the most, bro? I'm gonna have to go with. It caught my attention the most. Up until recently, probably the Jazz. Because I, I expected the Jazz to be a lottery team. I knew the Blazers were going to be sneaky good because of some of the offseason um, acquisitions that they got to surround uh, Dame Lillard with. I didn't know they were going to be this good. But the team that has surprised me the most is the Jazz. And 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 probably the Spurs is a close second, too. It's like... What type of voodoo, black magic, witchcraft is Popovich doing over there? Like, like you know, he got the soul like, box. He got the soul box, man. You right, right, right. Return of the soul box. <laughs> soul uh, box. <laughs> but it's like, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm go to um. I'm gonna I'm I'm just go to their record real quick. Okay, they're five and three. Right. Okay, they lost. They lost by forty three against the. No, no, that was some. Yeah, they lost by forty three against the Raptors. They beat the they they beat the Timberwolves. They beat the Bulls. They beat the Timberwolves again. They beat Philly. They beat the Pacers. They should have. Um. But yeah, man, they're beating good teams. Yeah. Yeah. 
they got a solid squad, man. Uh, you know, Yaka Portal's balling, you know, Keldon Johnson, uh, Vassal, like, they got a nice squad, man. And all these no names, man. Even Doug McDermott is balling for them. <laughs> I didn't know that Doug McDermott, in order for him to actually play good basketball, is for his soul to be taken away. <laughs> I didn't know he was still in the league. According <laughs> to Pop. You know, they got this new dude that like Dennis Rodman, Jeremy Sokin. Like, I, I, dude, these guys are balling, man. You know how Pop do, man. He get all these Joe Blows, man. It should be on uh, Joes versus Pros and, and just turns them into, like, top-level NBA players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like you said, man. <laughs> the Soul Box. The Soul Box, man. I, Ky- soul Kyrie, box. I'm not Kyrie. Kawhi left the Soul Box, so, like, he... That's that's why he 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 he's still sitting out games now. <laughs> yeah, we gonna get the we could go get to Kawhi in a minute, but yeah, like the the I'm tell you, I'm gonna tell you a team that I don't know. I, I had to, I didn't have enough time to backtrack and uh, see what we pick to finish in certain spots. But I know for me personally, I didn't have the Suns up that high, but the Suns are off to a six and one start. And I know it's all about the playoffs with them, but I didn't expect them to be six and one at this point. Um. Yeah, I, I I'm not I mean, shocked. Barring all the distractions they had. Yeah, yeah. That's. I'm trying to think. It's like when <laughs> when you take into the account the distractions of other teams, the Suns ain't ain't really weren't really in that bad of a spot, you know, as far as distractions go. They they had one guy who. May may not have an extension, may or may not be getting an extension, and then another guy who wasn't that consequential request to trade. So, but yeah, the Jazz have surprised me. The Blazers are, you know, Dame Lillard, man, he, he he continues to prove people wrong, man. This dude, this dude has had a stellar career, man. Indeed, indeed, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and and like I said, the Jazz are playing. Lori marketing, bro. What was this? Where was this when you was with the Bulls? <laughs> it was on the bench. That's where it was at. <laughs> Man, Lori marketing out there doing tip tip dunks, posting up, shooting threes, blocking shots, playing lockdown defense. He's doing everything. <laughs> he had a good game against Dallas last night. Uh, yeah, the text, the uh, Colin Sexton coming off the bench as they knew six man, and they got you know Clarkson. Clarkson is balling. He's balling. You know? Like they, dude, the Jazz. If the Jazz make the playoffs, that's that's saying something, dude. Like their future is bright, man, because they got all these draft picks and they're already and they're still winning. And and uh, you know they gave gave away the house to Minnesota. In okay, Minnesota. wait, wait, wait. So, 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 what what draft picks do they have? Ooh, I gotta look that up, man. I know they got a lot. They they let me see. Uh, the Jazz. Let's see for uh, Gobert. They they received they they received Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt. 
Walker Kessler and Leandro Bomero. But uh, I think those were like picks that turned into actual players. Okay. Okay. I'm not mistaken. Because I knew it was some draft picks involved in that trade. Yeah, five picks. Dang. It was five picks. They just yeah, yeah, Danny, yeah, Danny yeah, Angels. All the players that I named, all the players that I named, they picked up Walker Kessler for so the first draft pick they they got. Actually, all the names plus Walker Kelser, who was a 22 pick, a 22nd pick in the 2022 draft. So now they got a 2023 first round pick, two 2025 first round pick. Then they can swap picks in, two, uh, in 2026 and then two more first rounders in 27 and 29. Okay, so they don't they don't all actually fall in the same year. Okay. Yeah, they don't all right. fall in the same year, but they're going to constantly... You know, uh, the Jazz are going to be constantly getting top picks. So are they are they in the running to get uh, what was the dude's name? Winbayama or whatever his name is. It, it sounds like Pop don't want him because the way he, he, he coaching this team like he want to make the playoffs. I don't know, man. I'm not sold on that Winbayama, dude. And I take that back. The Jazz, uh, he's not. I'm thinking about the Jazz and the Spurs are so similar. I meant. Whoever is the new coach of the Jazz, you know, he's he's coaching this team by, you know, like, no, we ain't trying to get this dude. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not drinking all the hype of that kid. I, I, it's impressive what he's doing at that height. But I, 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 I don't know, I, man. He won. He won. He won. He, to me, he won rolled ankle away from being uh, Craig Holton, man. Like, <laughs> he don't look stable, man. He don't look stable. Yeah, he could be a, a Greg Oden. He could be a, a Bobo. He could be a, what's that other dude? Uh, Taco Fall. You know, can't never be yeah. on the team. These super tall dudes, these seven four, seven five dudes who just be trash. How you 7'4 yeah. and you trash at basketball? <laughs> hey, Taco Fall killing in China. <laughs> like, listen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw the highlights. That's, that's, only, that's only because Lance Stevenson ain't there no more. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The the real goat. But like, yeah, I'm 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 getting sick of people getting excited about these super tall prospects. It's like name a prospect over seven feet that actually worked out. That what what was not named Shaquille O'Neal. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Howard. I'll wait. I'll wait. And that was what back in 2007 or whatever 2006. So. Yeah, but Dwight Dwight wasn't a shooter though. Like he wasn't he wasn't like one oh, of these. I got guys. you. I got you. Yeah. Oh, he he's seven foot tall and could shoot. You know, it's like yeah, that dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. Somebody gonna shimmy on him the wrong way. He gonna and then knee his knee or something gonna pop out of place and it's gonna be over, bro. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Are the Warriors in trouble? No, I, I think teams are just coming at them because they're the champions. Um, I think when you know, anytime you got the defending champs coming to play, you 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 step it up a bit. And I think these teams are just playing up to their competition, and um, they 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 trying to make a statement against against the defending champs. I I I don't think they're going to be as good as we thought that they were going to be this year, but I wouldn't necessarily say they're in trouble. Yeah, I don't I think, think they're, I think they're gonna land in like the three or four seed or something this year. 
yeah, I think they'll get their act together. Uh, as far as Kawhi Leonard is concerned, man, <laughs> dude, I'm getting I'm getting a little worried, man. I, I, I'm 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 gonna be honest with you. I'm getting a little worried, man. This dude just like will not play unless he's a hundred percent. Um, I don't want to be like I told you so, but like everybody was so high on the Clippers going into this year, and I, I just was not. I was just not like I think I had them landing like four or five when we did our seedings, but like I had them I, at first. I, I know you had them at first, and I'm like, eh, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Yeah. And this was why, you know, this was why. It's like I don't know. You got to show it to me, you know. And, and poor Paul George, he's doing everything he can to carry him. And doing that okay job. hurt again because he overexerting himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with Kawhi. Yeah, I was never that high on him, though. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. This one's this one's slapping me in the face. They're standing here at eleven in the eleventh seed right now, and I know this is still early. It's still early. We got plenty of season to go, but. Uh, I ain't liking the way this starting off, man. Matter of fact, I got a war for that later. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can the Cavs win the East? I think they can, man. I, I, I mean, all, all, all roads go through Milwaukee and probably or and or probably Boston. But they're looking good, man. They're looking good. I, I, I knew they would be good, but I, I didn't think they'd be rolling like this. Man, I didn't either, man. That game last night against Celtics was a great game, man. They was going at it. Man. Yeah, uh, I got to watch the highlights. Dude, what's his name? Uh, Jason Tatum dunked on uh, Jared Allen. Nasty. Nasty. <laughs> it was nasty. Oh, I got to see that. Uh, but, yeah, man, Donovan Mitchell, dude. Uh, he, he's winning them Cavs fans over, man. He been balling, and then they got Garland back. Garland played his first game last night uh, from that eye injury he suffered early in the year. But dude, the Cavs look good, man. They look real good. Yeah, they look so good. Everybody trying to trying to figure out how LeBron is. LeBron going in his career with the Cavs? No, nah, man, stay his butt in L.A. That's what he nah, wants. Stay in L.A. Stop trying to piggyback on these other teams and their and their hard work. No. Nah. <laughs> in there <laughs> for real like he like he, he's like he's like that that student who, you know when you do a group project you don't you know what i'm saying it don't pull his own weight don't got nothing to contribute but then they get to put their name on the project too that's the first thing i thought about too that's when I, that's why i laugh like get out of here with that man you ain't about to you ain't about to take our shine bro yeah, get that. Yeah, get that. Mess then out the narrative is going to be LeBron took a, a young core of scrappy players and drugged them to the to the finals, and it's like, no, they were good without him. I'm, I'm, I'm. I gotta see how they look against the Bucks before I'm making my determination with the Cavs. That's true. Because the, the Bucks, the Bucks are rolling too, man, and they don't even have Middleton back yet. Man, they running over people, dude. They steamrolling people. Like the Bucks, the Bucks are like something serious, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. You know, Giannis look like he on a mission this year, so uh, uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, 
but that's it, man. We, you know, we're gonna go to our second segment. Before we go to our second segment, let's do a little commercial break. Yes, sir. Look at that. Calvin's got a job. Hey, Calvin. Way to go, young blood. Way to go. Wack Arnold's is proud to give young African Americans an opportunity to serve their communities, making them feel responsible for the welfare of their own environment. Afternoon, ladies. Bill, you, can, you smell like french fries. <laughs> All right, we back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, back at the MVP music table discussion, I came up with this uh, these a couple of questions for you, Ian. You was an avid concert goer like myself back in the day, and um, I just had a couple of, of questions that I wanted to ask you. You being a you know host of a hip hop show, um, vibes and stuff, and, and I just wanted. I'm sure you guys have taught. I, I know you have guys had. Uh, episodes in regards to concerts and stuff. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Epic, epic storytelling um, <laughs> was told on some of those episodes. Uh, but just want you to share, you know, and I got a story too for both of these questions. But have you ever been in a concert, a hip hop concert, where the opening act outshined the main act? I have. Um... Now, who the main act was is kind of debatable, but I've I've been, the example I'm about to use, it was really an all-day concert. It was like probably a 10, maybe even 12-hour long all-day thing, but there were definitely some, some acts that were technically not the headliners who did a better show than the actual headliners. Um, when I went to Rock the Bells with Jason and the headliners, the, the three final headliners were Nas, A Tribe Called Quest, and The Far Side. But Method Man and Red Man were technically one of the opening acts or one of the like the middle acts. Mm-hmm. They shut that junk down. <laughs> I heard how they get down. They shut it down, bro. Like, I I had the privilege of, like, being one of the people that Method Man was crowd surfing on. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so he crowd, he crowd surfing. You you basically was underneath just, just passing them on to the next person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kid you not. I kid you not. Um, that was the same show where me and Jason kind of snuck up to the front. We just kind of bum-rushed our way to the front. Um, so we, we were pretty close to the action. Red man was there. He was break dancing. Um, I mean, bro, they shut it down, bro. Like at one point, red man ran up out the, into the crowd, up to the cheap seats and performed part of his set from this, from the cheap seats. Mm. And mm. everybody was just rocking with him, man. They, they shut it down. I mean, no disrespect to Nas or Tribe Called Quest or Farside. They did their thing. They most absolutely did. But if if Red Man and Method Man would have been the closer, that, it, that I would have been perfectly fine. Mm. Wow. That's they, they put on a good show too, but man, bro, what they did, and at the same show, another person who, who did a good job, 
who I didn't even expect to be that good. Now he didn't do what Method Man and Red Man did. Murs. Mm. I never saw Murs in concert. Murs did a good show. Mm. I I can see it though. I can see it though. Murs, uh, you know, a lot of his stuff, a lot of a lot of his music is real deep and thought provoking. But he looked like one of those guys. You watch him at a concert; he's totally different. The energy is totally different. Yeah, he's very personal. You know? Yeah. That's you what's know? up. That's what's up. I actually went to go. <laughs> I went to go see the Cool Kids open up for Q-Tip. Really? And yeah, man. And. um Dude, I felt sorry for Q-Tip, man. I walked away feeling sorry for this dude because, dude, the cool kids killed it. They killed it. I was just like blown <laughs> away because I, I honestly, I didn't even know they were going to open up the Q-Tip. So, you know, and this was like around when Renaissance came out. Okay, so, this, this was probably around the time they they were starting to blow up too. Yeah, Cool Kids was starting to blow up. Renaissance came out. I think uh what was the name of that album? Uh oh man, I'm losing my thought here, but you know, the the album everybody liked, you know, <laughs> with black mags and all that stuff on it. Oh, the bake uh, sale. Yeah, bake sale, bake sale. Yeah, bake sale was out. It was it was a huge record and there were so many like that's the that's like actually the first concert I felt like the old head in at the venue because everybody there was kind of like you know freshman in college you know super young you know it was 18 and up but it was a lot of like freshmen sophomores in college and you know a lot of hipsters and all that other stuff that I wanted to smack in the face but you know that's <laughs> neither here or there um so i'm we actually worked our way up to the front too and um dude the cool kids got up there man and they killed it man everybody there what i was impressed with was everybody there they they, they were like true cool kids fans they you know they performed of course the popular tracks that they did off the album but all they b-side cuts everybody was rocking with them i i kind of like I was familiar with the cool kids, but I didn't dive deep into the Bake Sale album until after that concert. Um, but it was it was dope, man. It, they put on a great performance. The energy was fire. And then Q-Tip got up there and basically put everybody to sleep. And, and it was, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I wasn't, you know, to Q-Tip's defense, they were having some mic issues, so his was sound wasn't, huh? What was the venue? Oh, uh, it, was, it was House of Blues. Oh, okay, okay. So so something happened with Q-Tip's mic. I don't know what it was, but his mic just wasn't projecting his voice. So when I look back, you know how you can look back, man? You can't even see the back when it's you know crowded at House of Blues, right? After the after the cool kids performed, half of the venue left. What? Oh, so they were just there, there to see them, probably. Exactly. And then the rest was just, you know, true, you know, Tribe Called Quest fans, right? 
Now, he did good. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed Q-Tip's performance. He actually jumped into the crowd. I actually, you know, he put the mic in my, and I enjoyed that. He, he put the mic in my face and I was able to sing a song with him. And then he got, you know, he went somewhere else. I didn't know Q-Tip was that short, by the way. Q-Tip is shorter than me, which I was shocked at. I do not believe that. He cannot be. He is short, bro. He is short. He is short, man. He had a hat on, so it made him look like he probably is like a good five. He's probably a solid five eight. Okay, five eight ain't that bad. Five, like five eight, five seven. You know, Fife was like five three. Right. Yeah, Fife was even shorter. So yeah, I know I was taller than Fife, but we were like eye to eye. Me and Q Tip was like eye to eye. And I was like, oh okay. I thought Q Tip was a little taller than that, but hey, it is what it is. But that was like the biggest highlight of his performance. Wow. But, you know, and it was nice to see. I think it was nice to see him perform Renaissance. He, he did all the songs off Renaissance. He did not skip a single song. And he, of course, he sprinkled some Trial Call Quest stuff in there. But he did a whole Renaissance album, which I thought was dope. But, you know, like I said, just the energy, <laughs> the electricity, like, you know, it, 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 Here's the thing, man. Q-Tip has been around for years, man. You know, he's performed for so long. You know, you got this new group, you know, at the time, Cool Kids. They trying to make a name for themselves. They're going to put more effort, of course. They're going to put more effort. Yeah, and it's their city. So they're going to put more energy into their performance than Q-Tip, who's not from Chicago. You know, I'm sure if he was performing in New York, I definitely think he would have got a lot more, you know, love. Uh, from the crowd, I was, and that too, I was a little disappointed in the crowd too. You know, when Q-Tip was up, I, I kind of felt a little disrespect going on. I, I, it was one of those, it was one of those concerts. I really wanted to fight somebody. <laughs> you know, it's just angry at some of these people that was being kind of, you know, disrespectful to a legend. You know, so it was kind of like, it is what it is. But if I had to, but sitting back, taking it all into perspective, the cool kids did put on a better performance. You know, so that was one concert where, you know, the opening act outshined the main act for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, another question. Have you ever been to a concert where a, a hip hop artist got moved off stage? Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I want to know, man. Um, I got two examples, actually. And I got one example where they, he should have got booed off stage and didn't. Um, <laughs> The first one, Brother Ali. Brother Ali got booed off stage? Bro, he got booed off stage. They were throwing stuff at him, like cigarette butts. This was probably like 2005, I want to say, at Sub-T. Oh, Subterranean. Yeah, and like, this was after Champion Sound and Shadows on the Sun and, and all of that. So it's like... It's not like he was just this this like nobody rapper, you right. know what I mean? Right. He, he had he a decent discography up to that point. And I think he was performing some stuff from oh man, what was the name of that album that was about to come out? I think it was like Undisputed Truth or something. And the crowd wasn't feeling it, it and they were kind of drunk too. It was like a bunch of just disrespectful white boys like they had been drinking, it was late, like they just weren't feeling them and they was going on throwing stuff at them and he eventually just just packed it in and left. And then the other example, I remember kids in the hall got booed and rocked the bills. 
Now that I ain't surprised at. Um, they booed the MC off, but the DJ stayed. So okay. I, I don't even remember. Yeah, I do remember because he was he was he was out there. And he was they was he was performing some song, but it was it was a it was a dry performance, man. That dude knowledge is not a good showman, you know. It was a dry performance, and the crowd wasn't even. The crowd was gonna let him finish and get through his set, but then he started talking mess to the crowd about how they weren't getting live enough, and this is Chicago, and and then that's when they started booing. Mm. So when they they just booed him through like maybe half the song, and he just like gave up and like stormed off the stage. Um, and then the DJ, but the DJ stayed on for another 15 minutes and just did like a little DJ set, started mixing, and then everybody was cool again. Mm. And then after that performance, Immortal Technique came on, um, did a terrible stage performance, but the crowd was so spent from booing knowledge, they should have <laughs> booed Immortal Technique and didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. he's he terrible, terrible showmanship. Kids in the Hall opened up for somebody too at a concert I went to. I don't remember what concert, but I remember not liking him at all. I, and he was doing the exact same thing he was telling me. Oh man, it's Chicago, man, punk, you know, real hip hop. They ain't doing this on the radio. You know, that whole spiel, you know, that, that, that whole preacher mentality. And it's like, man, let's just shut up and perform, bro. Like, yeah, let's show, show improve or something. You know? You know what I mean? Like, if if you want to bicker about the music industry, we can go backstage and talk about it. But <laughs> on stage, I want to see you perform. Right, right. Like, what are you bringing to the table? I'm not yeah. about to. I'm not about to just crown you because you're from my city and and you, yeah, you, you and, and, and 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 you were one of the first to wear skinny jeans. It's not enough for <laughs> me. Oh, yeah, man. He, he yeah. I, I'm just. I never was a big fan of them. Um, I always felt like they hip hop was a little, a, a little redundant. It was kind of boring. It was just super like wallpaperish type hip hop. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't that good. But yeah, um, they were they actually, came out of that like that like, that late two thousands like hip hop hipster scene. You know, it was like it yeah, was like the time you know, cool kids was out. You know. It was like them, Asheroff, B.O.B. Um, yeah, B.O.B. Uh, who else? Uh, the Cool Kids to an extent. Cool um, yeah, yeah uh, they Tyler came the Creator, you know. Tyler the the Not even really Tyler Creator. I think Tyler Creator was a little bit after them, but like. It was uh, around its time because they came out. I think Tyler Creator. Mickey Fax. Like 2008. Yeah, Mickey Fax. Yep. You know, cast like that, that you know um we're kind of um the charles hamilton you know it's like it's like oh, hip-hop was kind of like poised to go in a different direction and all of a sudden people were just like nah we change our mind bring on Lil Wayne because it was all about because all these rappers was doing was complaining it was like like I agree with you dude like I agree with you there ain't no good hip-hop on the radio but you gotta be good too. Like you gotta make something that's gonna make me agree with you. I, yeah. I don't care. I don't care about this. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, like Fonte said, man. I ain't trying to hear speech because I want to have and some fact, bacon. And, and, and the fact that they were younger, 
you know, than us kind of made it a little bit more annoying too. Cause it's like, yeah. listen, we we've heard way more whack hip hop than you've heard. So it's like complete. we're looking at you to like kind of like take the torch and, and do something cool. Exactly. You don't see the you don't walk around when the roots perform, you don't hear Black Thought up there talking about some the industry is this, the industry is that. You know, I've seen De La Soul perform a few times. I never, not once, had hit him talk bad about Tommy Boy Records or talking about, oh, the, the music this, the music that. No, they just went up there and rocked the crowd, man, and, and gave us our money's worth. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear your spiel about what you think about the industry and, and y'all ain't rocking with me hard enough. Dude, perform better. <laughs> Perform better, and, and, and we'll rock with you. But, dude, I, don't, I ain't got time to hear that. <laughs> with that I being said, I went, exactly. <laughs> I went to a concert where Consequence got booed off stage. I, I can see that. Consequence oh, is really engaging on, on record, on wax. So it's like, <sighs> yeah, I can see that. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, Consequence got booed so hard, bro. Like, and it was around the time I think his debut album had came out. That, that was like, like it was kind of like Kanye West had some production credits on that one. And yeah, don't it, quit your day job. Yeah, don't quit your day job. Yeah, he was performing that. And you know, I was familiar with the album because I had the album. You know, I, yeah, uh, cool. it was okay, but you know, it had some songs I liked here and there, but. You know, I, I was just recently, and it, it's it's some it's some good moments on there. It's it's better than what I remember. Maybe I gotta go back and revisit because I remember not being wild about it. You know, I had a, it was a few cuts I liked, but I re- it's definitely more good cuts than bad. It, it, it's a very optimistic sounding album. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. And I was just supporting because you know, you know, consequence, you know, he. he you know, uh, Beast Rhymes in Life, you know, his his contributions to that album, you know, it was just like it had me hyped when I found out he was the opening act. And, you know, I was feeling some of the songs that he was performing, but the 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 people there was like not trying to hear him, man. They were not trying to hear him at all. <laughs> and uh, it was it was great. And uh, another going back to the first question about um, opening acts outshining the main I went to go see Common, and De La Soul opened up for Common. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not, that's not fair, man. De La Soul came out there and and just dish. They just killed it, man. Killed I can it. see that, man. I can see that because, like, the, what year was this? This was was B out at the time. I think B was out at this at this point. So it had to be like 2006 around that time yeah i can uh, see that because like let's be honest like they lost souls discography is stronger than commons yeah yeah exactly and guess who they brought out as a special guest they brought uh black sheep out as a special guest oh as it, a was guest. it was done it was done and it was done it was man he tore that place up oh another fun fact michael jordan was there in the concert rocking with me <laughs> hey what <laughs> michael jordan was there bro he was up he was up in the um vip section i remember hearing about a show like that yeah a Chicago yeah show. it was a was common there. show and michael jordan was up in the crowd 
Yeah. And, um, wow. All outdoors. Wow. Was it was Michael Jordan like F them kids? <laughs> he sure was. He sure was. <laughs> oh man. I was like, man, is he still? I, I think it was around the time. Was he still with Juanita at that point? Or was it like it was a kind of uh, whatever? It don't matter. Oh, he he. I he with Juanita for a minute. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man that that was a that was a dope concert man that was the and it's funny because common one when he came out i and i think common did that on purpose because he knew the crowd wasn't really like getting pumped and so he he actually spotted michael he spotlighted michael jordan during his performance and so it's kind of like you got in your head like man this whole time i've been we've been rocking with mike and, and, and honestly, it turned it backfired on him because when Common put the attention on Michael Jordan, everybody started just kind of turning towards Mike's direction. And with and with each song that Common was performing, they just rocking the, to Michael Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> like he doing a concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about that. I wish I could have been there for that. For sure. Yeah, dude, it was wild. It was wild. Real, real quick about consequence. Like when he when he first appeared on Beast Rounds on Life, of course, I, no one knew who he was. Like, I, and I remember hearing his voice and thinking to myself, I remember thinking that that was Ali Shaheed Muhammad rapping, and I was like, Is Ali Shaheed Muhammad rapping? Okay, but I thought okay. too. You know, and like I don't know how I, I figured it out that that was another guy, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even think that was a new guy. I just thought like, oh, maybe Ali Shaheed Muhammad is is rapping now, you know? Yeah, because like you, similar to you, I that's how I got. I mean, that was, you know, the first trap album that I bought with Low End Theory. For some reason, I don't know how I missed Midnight Marauders, but and I went straight to Beast Rhymes in Life. And then I backtracked to Midnight Barabbas. When I was listening, I remember when I listened to Beast Rhyme and Life, Love Movie wasn't out yet. And I remember buying a Source magazine with um, Track Call Quest on the front cover saying basically announcing their retirement. Yeah. It was the breakup, I think. Or the breakup. And I was reading that article and they were talking about, you know, yeah, consequences, contributions to. He's rounds in life. And I'm like, consequence? Who's consequence? Right. Is that a producer? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I went back and looked at the credits, you know, opened up the album, you know, cover and went back to my visa. I'm looking, I'm like, oh, snap. And I, and I had a moment like, oh. And then, you know, of course, they mentioned that, you know, he was Q Tip's cousin. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. I thought it was Ali Shaheed spitting like that. Me too, me too, because his flow was kind of, you can hear the imperfection in his flow. So it's right. like, I, I totally believe, like, okay, this is a DJ trying his hand and rapping because his flow wasn't exactly the sharpest. No. But it was just good enough, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, maybe Ali Shaheed Muhammad decided to pick up the mic for this album. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, Consequence, you know, I mean, it, like I said, man, I felt sorry for the dude. I, I didn't think he did that bad enough to get booed, but 
is what it is, man. I forgot who he was opening up for. I just that to me, I think I think I was so like disappointed that he got booed that you know that kind of stole the show for me. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. Let's 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 get to this this face, man. Um, oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait. We got a versus battle. We got a versus battle. Uh, we about to activate y'all sweet tooth on this one. Um, we gonna do little Debbie, little Debbie versus Hostess. This is the ultimate snack face off right here, bro. The ultimate snack face off. Like, dude. First of all, before we get into who we think is better, man, let's just get both of them they flowers, man. All, all those, all those sweets, man. All the stuff that we we grew up <laughs> off of, man. Just the, you know the honey buns. You know the. Bro, they got me through high school, man. They got me through man. high school. Man, I'm pulling up little Debbie stuff now, man. Pull up the roster, man. Pull it up. Yeah, I'm pulling up the roster, man. Like they got Pull a long line up. They got a long list of stuff. So they got nutty, uh, nutty bars. They got the oat. Oh, the oatmeal cream cookies. Yes, the they cream do. Pies. Uh, yep. The Swiss swirls. Um, the the brownies. That hey, I used to eat those brownies. I the, didn't get uh, da- I didn't get down on the brownies. Um, yeah, Star Crunch though they had they had Star Crunch. Star Crunch, yeah. They had Star Crunch six man coming up off the bench. <laughs> yeah, dude. They they uh hold on, let's see. And they, they had, had their own version of the cupcakes. They got donuts. They had the fudge rounds, the chocolate chip uh, cookies, dude. They got it. Hold on, let me. Uh, they had the fig bars. The fig bars, yep. Um, oh man, they got their Christmas stuff up. <laughs> they had the um, they had the strawberry shortcake rolls. Yes, yes. They had the, they had the zebra cakes and they had the honey cakes. Yep. Yeah, and they got the uh, snack bars. Let's see. Let's look at the pastries. Yeah, they got the they got the uh, pecan. Uh, spin wheels, dude. Man, let's go to the cookies right here, <laughs> dude. I'm about to man. The cookie man, game. I don't know, man. The cookie game they, they wasn't, wasn't that strong. Wasn't they, yeah? The cookies wasn't on on nothing. The cookie game wasn't strong. Pepperidge Farm had the cookie game on lock. Pepperidge Farms, yes, yes, definitely. You just gave me another idea for another versus battle. Um, yeah, but they got the mini muffins. Have you tried they mini muffins? Yeah, the little bites, right? They call little yep. bites. The little bites. Yeah. My son loves those. Yeah, those mini muffins is off the chain. Of course, they got the donuts. Of course, they got the brownies. And then uh the cakes. They got again, they got like a they got their version of the chocolate cupcake with the same similar style as the hostess chocolate cupcake. Uh and honestly, unpopular opinion, I think theirs is better. Than hostess, um, Swiss rolls. They got the strawberry uh, shortcake rolls too. Right, right. And then they got the uh, devil creams. And then, man, no, can nobody ever find those? No, no, you you got to order those. Uh, the frosted fudge cakes. And then they got the yeah, the zebra cakes was so good, dude. <laughs> oh man, dude. 
So that's little Debbie. I'm gonna look up hostess. Yeah, pull it up. Pull up the roster. Pull up the roster. Pull what we got? Pull up the roster. So so pull up they starting line up. So here we here we go. Here we go. We got the we got the Twinkies. Of course. We got the Twinkies. That's like the King of Snacks right there. The King of Snacks right there. And then come on, y'all. What's up with this website, man? Y'all website trash. That's one I thing. I did the research. I got it written down. They had they yeah, had it, right. Uh huh. They had ho hos. Yes. They had the donuts, little miniature donuts. Yeah. They had the zingers. Don't forget the classic cupcakes, the classic chocolate cupcakes with the cream filling, with the yes. with the uh with the swirl frosting on the top. Mm -hmm. uh, did I say ding dongs? Uh, no, you didn't. Okay, they had the ding dongs. They had other stuff, but that's that's kind of like they big three was the classic cupcakes, the Twinkies, and to me, and the fruit pies. Because the fruit pie, people would sleep on the fruit pies. A lot of people didn't even know that was Hostess. Yeah, the fruit pies was off the chain. They used to sell them for like a quarter at Cub Foods back in the day. You get the, they had the strawberry, and not strawberry, you had the, um, well, yeah, strawberry too. You had, but mainly apple and cherry. They had apple, cherry, I think they had lemon, they had strawberry. But man, those got me through some like slim times, man. Another one that they took off the market that I used to be addicted to when I was a short, the Suzy Q's. Yep, they had Suzy Q's too. Yep, they had the Suzy Q's, man. Those Suzy Q's were so good, man. And they took those off. Because at one point, I remember Hostess had had. I guess sold the business or went out of business for a little bit and it was like they went a nice little period where we didn't have hostess products at all and then they went back into business and they took the suzy q's out completely you're right they did they did but i'm gonna leave the floor to you man who you got little debbie or hostess now for me it's all about quality not quantity so looking at these two rosters looking at they bench warmers they starting line up because <laughs> really really little debbie starting lineup is 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 to me is the, the the zebra cakes the honey buns the swiss rolls nutty buddy and star crunch mm -hmm. and but hostess got the big three I'm, I'm rolling with Hostess. Hostess got Jordan Pippen and Rodman, man. The classic, yeah. the classic cupcakes you cannot beat. I don't think I've had the only thing that could even compete with that is the Twinkie, which is also on the roster. Then you got the fruit pies. Come on, man. Come on. This is unfair. This is unfair. Yeah. I don't want to hear nothing about no brownies or no cookies from the little Debbie side. Plus. I, I, I could be wrong, or maybe I just got old, but like Lil Debbie has like changed their recipe on a lot of their snacks as of late. The Nutty Buddies don't taste like they used to. Mm -hmm. um, the Swiss Rolls don't taste like they used to. Um, but Twinkies, they still taste the same, bro. The classic cupcakes with the cream filling still taste the same. The fruit pies still zingers, taste the same. Man. I love their zingers. Yeah, Zingers, yeah, Zingers wasn't bad either. I got a I, Lil Debbie got me through some rough times, man, but 
if we going with quality, I got to go with Hostess. And then, you know, of course, they got the fruit pies. They also got uh, the snowballs, too. I forgot about those. Ain't nobody you know snowballs. <laughs> I know some homies that used to eat the snowballs for season. I don't know. I didn't like them. They were suspect then. They, um... Oh, are you talking about the snowballs that were like, they look like they were like powdered donut holes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, ain't nobody eat that. Hostess just, I'm looking at this, they just dropped a new bunt cake, too. A it's like a lemon cake. cake. Yeah, they got bunt cakes now. Man, ain't nobody trying to eat no bunt cake, man. Yeah, they many, they many bunt cakes, though. They not big, you know what I mean? But, uh... They can knock off half their roster, you know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> and still win a championship. Honestly, honestly, you know when we when we all put it in perspective, Little Debbie do have does have a deeper squad, but to me, the Hall of Famers are all in hostess. Like all the Hall of Fame players are all in hostess. Little Debbie is just a team of role players, man. It's just a team of role players. Uh, I love. I will say this. I, Still think Lil Debbie's cupcakes is underrated, but Hostess is just more consistent, man. Like you said, they never change the ingredients. You know what you're gonna get. Little Debbie is more for, you know, I, I feel like you outgrow their food. You know what I mean? Like every time I see Lil Debbie stuff, I, I think of it's kids' food. But when I see Hostess, it's just like, oh, I gotta get one of those. You know what I'm like? Yeah, hostess didn't age. You know, it's just it's it's universal. Hostess is way more universal than Little Debbie to me. So, you know, Little Debbie just reminds me of like, you know, school snacks, man, that you used to eat. You know, Indeed. going to school during lunchtime. We don't want to school, school snacks. Yeah, huh? or after school snack, or after school snack. Yeah, you know that Little Debbie is for that. But yeah. dark lunch is my go-to after school snack. Right. Right. But once you reach a certain age, you kind of leave the little Debbies alone. And, you know, every now and then you grab your hostess and you be like, man, this is this is what's up. I can't eat too many these <laughs> or it's over. So, yeah, I got to agree with you on this one. I, I got hostess winning this this battle. But man, this, you know, you gave me an idea for this because, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a big cookie. I'm a big cookie head. So. I, I definitely gonna do some homework on that one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's this was a good one, man. Going going back and looking at these rosters and remembering what I used to eat, man. Man, dude. Man, how do we <laughs> our metabolism was just undefeated back then? <laughs> sure was, man. Not no more, <laughs> but like <laughs> dude, you get I man, you I used to eat like two bags of Twinkies, man, and nothing. It would do nothing to me. You eat one tweaking now, dude. You felt like you didn't about to catch diabetes on the spot. Yeah, man. Your thigh meat getting all thick. <laughs> getting cellulite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, this is, this, you know, shout out to Hostess. Shout out to Lil Debbie for, you know, all the contributions. And uh, hey, man, that's that's you know that's our picks, and we sticking to them. Uh, we got some awards to give out. Um, start off with the Brother Sanders Side Eye Award. I actually got one this this week. Oh, do you? Go ahead. I actually go ahead. got a couple. 
I actually got a couple. I actually got a brother Sanders side. I got a couple of uh, uh, R&B artists that I want to shout out. I actually went to <laughs> both of their concerts recently. Uh, starting off with Chrisette Michelle, man. Hey, hey, free, free. Is, is she free yet? Is she free in the black community? Everybody? Yeah, hey, she free in my eyes. Yeah, she good, man. She good, man. I went to go see her. If Kanye, if Kanye good, she good. <laughs> right, right. Uh, if, um, yeah, I went to go see her at the city winery a week ago, man, and she still got it, man. She still got it. She ain't lost a step, man. The performance was absolutely amazing. Her voice is absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, she still looks amazing. Like, it, you know, shout out to Chrisette. <laughs> yeah, you stumbling over your words. <laughs> man, man, she was amazing. Yeah. Did Brother Sanders go with you? Uh, no, 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 brother, no, no, no. He uh, he had to, you know, take. He had to rake some some people's uh, leaves. For some reason, brother Sanders gets super excited when I gotta go leave and do some run some errands. Man, I don't know what. <laughs> when I come back, he always had his look on his face, man, like he ain't been up to something. But anyway, uh, and shout out to Alex Isley, man. I, I saw her at concert. And I actually did a double date uh, with another couple. We went to go see uh, Alex Isley, man. And uh, for those who don't know who she is, she's one of the more modern R&B artists out now. Uh, came out with an album earlier this year called Mary Gold, which I think is one of the best R&B projects that dropped this year. Like she, she, uh, she was, she was dope live. I, she sounded exactly like the album. I, I, yeah. It is not all sound effects and, and you know, she sound like that live. She is truly and Isley, you know, uh, she, you know, dedicated a part of her performance to, you know, Uncle Ron Isley and uh you know her dad and man she you know you can tell man she's a relative so a uh, big shout out to both of them indeed indeed you gave me an idea for a uh mailbag question for next time so oh for sure we 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 we, we gonna get we gonna <laughs> <laughs> We might, uh, we might have to pull Brother Sanders in for this one as a special oh, guest. Sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. We we get that we can get that going, man. But yeah, we got the. Oh, I'm sorry, I lost my spot. Big Big Hair Rico Award. You got one? Yeah, man. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, you already know why. You know. Yeah, yeah mine's is towards the Lakers. Mine's is towards LeBron James. You know, I don't. They actually, man, they actually have not been getting on my nerves lately. Maybe speaking of the Lakers, you know. Well, it's you like, know what? It's not more towards the Lakers or LeBron. It's towards these stands that's starting to, you know, be resurrected from the dead with him being on the verge of breaking his record. Everything is not his fault and all that other stuff. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but they're not they're not actively doing anything that's bugging me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the 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 arrogance in which Kyrie Irving like was was speaking to Nick for day. It's like it's like I he was like I don't have to under, I understand anything. You know, it's like yeah, Kyrie, you you made that perfectly clear. You're not trying to understand anything. You know, you 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 
you want to make this speech about how you talk to everybody of all walks of life and religions and this, this, and that, but you can't even face a member of the basketball media? <laughs> Who's not religious at all, you know? Nick Friedel looked like one of those dudes you see at Italian restaurants eating, eating a nice meal, you know, got some wine sitting there and he's with his family and, and wife and kids just minding his own business. I'm, you know, just being one of those minding his own business type dudes. And here you are going at this man like he's the second coming of Satan. Don't don't dehumanize me. How is he dehumanizing you? Because he's asking you a question. He's asking you to explain something you posted. He's dehumanizing you. <laughs> I, I hate, I, dude, I hate fake armchair activism and, 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 and philosophical righteousness, man. It's like, bro, you're not deep. You're not deep. You, you reposted something that you yourself did not even really, probably didn't even look into that much. And now you're mad because you're getting called out for it. Yeah. Just stand on it, bro. Just stand on it. It's to be like, yeah, I believe what the documentary said, or I don't believe everything the documentary said, and I should have looked into it before I posted it. Simple as that. There's nothing wrong with saying I was wrong, or I, 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 this, this got by me. There's nothing wrong with that. But to accuse people of dehumanizing you for asking a question or trying to get a, a viral moment, you know what I mean? Like, you, you just look like a clown, bro. <laughs> Uh, Essence of Votus Award Mine definitely goes to Kyrie again Kyrie West again uh, Mine goes to Royce O'Neal Royce O'Neal Oh yeah <laughs> Yeah Royce uh, Another Yeah like, Ain't nobody coming to see you bro You 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 you, you, you getting all uh uh, outside yourself because you had a 21 20 point game you know yeah get you get, get that out of here man nobody gonna remember that uh cuddy award uh mine goes to michael strahan michael strahan gets the cuddy award man for shutting a dance shutting down his co-host on good morning america cecilia vega did you see this uh, exchange no no so basically cecilia vega calls herself trying to uh embarrass michael strahan on national tv by saying uh you this is what she said you know i'm always saying uh brady broke this record in one year and that's surprising because usually these sack records they hold for a really long time so i just always feel like i'm telling you this and i wish it would sink in and so uh, it's, you know, it's hard to kind of, you know, for those that don't know, Strahan has the, you know, sack record, you know, uh, in the NFL. And, and Michael Strahan took offense to this and how she came at her. So Michael uh, Strahan uh, schooled her. And <laughs> he said, you're always schooling me on sports. Cecilia says, I know, I know. Michael Strahan continued, out of curiosity, how do you get a half a stack? And she didn't know what to say. She was flabbergasted. <laughs> and he put he put his papers down and just sat back and watched her crumble in front of millions watching. I almost I almost got up and, and I, I almost cheered like I was at. Wait, at so at she the, was saying she was. She was saying that someone else had already broken his record? 
pretty much she was just saying well she was just saying uh brady broke this record in one year and basically saying that it took straight hands so many years to break the sack record as a shot at him mm. so you know you know straight hand kind of like what like what are you talking about and he asked her, he, and he just asked her a simple question if you know so much about sports because he was like yeah you always schooling me on sports and she like yeah i know and he like so out of curiosity what is half a sack <laughs> she was like uh uh <laughs> and he just sat back and just waited on waited on her to respond yeah he said don't you ever don't you ever <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky this person. <laughs> yeah, straight, straight ass there, bringing in the groceries, huh? <laughs> oh man, yeah. But uh, shout out to Michael Strahan for knocking her down the stairs. She deserved it. Uh, you know, me coming at people and you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna get up my Cuddy Award to the Portland Trailblazers, man. Ah, ah, for 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 knocking down everybody's expectations of what they were gonna be this year. That's true, including mines. I don't even think I got them in the playoffs. I didn't either. I didn't either. <laughs> I might have had them as a playing team, maybe, but I don't even think I had them in a. Did I have them playing? Maybe I, I probably did. Uh, you played yourself award, of course. Uh, I mean, this dude, man, he's just gonna keep winning awards on this show. Kyrie Irving, of course, and so just gonna constantly dominate. I see they're going to be a lifetime achievement um, award winners on uh, Magnificent Vibes. So, yeah. Uh, I got some management. They played themselves less than two months ago. We we stand with our coach. We stand with our GM. All right. We're going to part ways with Steve Nash. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah. And then... uh, Milk Carton Award, mine's going goes to two people, Kawhi Leonard and Ben Simmons, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Come on. I have, man. No, I have no retort for that. That is a good one. And uh it's a shame. It's a shame what happened to take off. Man. It's a shame what happened to take off. Man, bro. Like, I'm not even a Migos fan, but like, you yeah, know, I hate to see young black men get killed who actually have something to live for, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it's just a shame. I, I, you know, rappers get killed like crazy. You know, PNB Rock, Young Dolph, uh, FBG Duck, like King in Von. Public, in public places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, you know, Young Dolph in the in the at a bakery. You know, the the other rapper that you mentioned. You know, he was at the restaurant with his girl, right? Yeah. You know what I mean. Just some, 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 some social media posts that he put up have surfaced since then. Dude was kind of wilding. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know of him until he got shot. So I didn't know nothing about the dude until he got shot. Yeah, dude was kind of wilding, man. He was kind of daring people to do something to him. It's like, oh, all right, I, I see what this what happened here. But this takeoff incident sounds like it was just a. Uh, just no, they weren't even aiming for him. Apparently, huh? they, were, they weren't even aiming for him. Apparently, right, right. It was an altercation between somebody else, and you know, um, yeah, man, like 
actually a friend of mine lost his lost his brother because of the same thing an altercation breakout and then the, the person that wasn't even involved ended up getting killed you know oh. it's like that, that's crazy man that's crazy you know uh yeah yeah uh sad news man just dropped an album together to him and well so it, it's you know now now he's going to be considered the greatest rapper of all time from this point on <laughs> that goes <laughs> it's going to be murals of uh take off everywhere and everybody quote <laughs> <laughs> quote take off take off quote and you know you're going to see all that good stuff lyrics and and everything so hey it is what it is hey <laughs> oh man Real quick, uh, before we go, did you see the uh, the the, season, the extended version of the season finale of Roast Me? No, no. It, it was it was because um, they do these things. I'm gonna send it to you. They do these things where like the episode will be like 22 minutes, and then someone else from like Caffeine.com will like post the full episode, and the full episode is like way better than the YouTube version, right? Or, or the original YouTube version. Um, Man, bro, because like I thought the I thought the season finale was a little for for uh, season five was kind of weak, and then I saw the full version. I was like, man, why didn't you just post the whole thing? Like, right. Buka Capone got off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 killed Black Rhyme, man. Oh, uh, okay. I want to buy a woodpecker pie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Boo, Boo Capone is 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 he's for the people, man. <laughs> Bro, when he gets that woodpecker pie stuff, <laughs> you had me rolling. I'm gonna send it to you after this, man. He just, he just one of those dudes, man. He ain't gotta say nothing. He he, say he pulls out. He pulls out. He because he, he's older. He has more knowledge to pull from and more jokes and more exactly. material. And he pulled that exactly. wood. That, that Woody Woodpecker reference. I want to fry a woodpecker pie. <laughs> was uh Craig Smith on there too? That Craig Smith was on there. Corey Holcomb was on there. Oh, Corey Holcomb? Okay. Yeah, Corey Holcomb was on there. Dude, uh, uh, Patrick Cloud killed uh, Corey Holcomb, man. <laughs> hey, Patrick's underrated, dude. He's underrated. Yeah, yeah he's Patrick underrated. be hitting. Patrick be coming with it. He 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 was yeah he was slaying Corey Holcomb man. <laughs> yeah, Patrick's underrated. Yeah, what's that other dude? Chicago, he's good too. I forgot his name. He be talking like he mumbling. Oh, Dontario. Dontario, yeah, man, he's good too. Yeah, I think they only brought him on once this season. They only brought him on once. Yeah, if I recall correctly. Um, that that Mexican dude, <laughs> Duno, uh, mm -hmm. Duno, but what was that dude? The one who was like, he said, uh, see, he tried to get CP to say pho photosynthesis. <laughs> that that dude was funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of speaking of comedies, are you uh and I know I, I just I just stumbled across this TV show. Um and I know you're not you're not big on the dry humor uh thing, I don't think, but uh have you followed this show called uh Abbott Elementary? You know what? 
I, I've caught a couple episodes here and there and I like what I see. I just got to sit down and actually, it's like we chew in Atlanta. I got to I gotta sit down and dedicate myself to, to watching it because I've seen maybe like two or three episodes, but I like what I, I've seen so far. Dude, it's so funny, man. You'll love it, and You know, it's 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 so funny. And the fact that shout they- out, Shout out to Kinsa Bronson too. She, um, yeah. she, she, grew, she grew up a witness. Yeah, she grew up a witness, yep. Yep, she grew up a witness. Um, yeah, already winning Emmys. The show is already winning Emmys and everything, man. Like, big shout out to Abbott Elementary. Um, yeah, it's 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 hilarious. And they use real. They don't need like the students. What I really like about the show is the kids that they use are like they're using just regular kids, no acting experience, nothing. Like these kids are just a part of the show. And yeah. Just, yeah, you can tell coming in with well-timed jokes and you know it, it, it's a great show man it's a great show they took some elements from other shows but i i think i love the way they made it they own you know so i like it man yeah yeah i i, I rock with it i'm i'm i plan on watching some more episodes you know and supporting and it's it's a clean show too man it's like you don't get that a lot yeah yeah shout out to the principal ava she's an all-star <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's interesting man like like you know now now that i actually have a, a kid in the chicago public school system currently you really do see the cracks in the foundation you know in the school yeah. system you know and how how dedicated a lot of these teachers really are you know yeah. and, and you know but how to the, the system that they have to work in is just does not care about them or the kids and it's 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 interesting to see, man. It's interesting to see. And I think the show touches on that, too. <clears throat> did, did you see the scene where they was, uh, <laughs> where the teacher was teaching the kids how to do grinding? Uh, no. The <laughs> Guy came in the classroom like, what you got these kids doing? And was like, oh, oh, I'm teaching them how to do, <laughs> I'm teaching them how to play grinding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's good stuff it's good stuff but yeah but yeah man that will do it for our show man yes sir and i'm gonna do a little outro dedicated to opening acts <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure for sure and uh i, I had an album worthy intro ready it, uh, i'll make sure it's under 60 seconds yeah 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 do that do that i got the perfect beat <laughs> all right for sure <laughs> All right, bro. Well, all right, man. Uh, I'll holler at you. And uh, all right, I'm yeah. off today, so I ain't cutting no hair. So you know, oh, I got my food tonight. So it is what it is. <laughs> that's, what's up. that's what's up. We'll see y'all on the next one. All right, peace, 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 peace. Yo, yo, yo! How everybody doing tonight? Welcome y'all to the show. Everybody ready to party? Brought to you by Meat Shake. Now I know who y'all came here to see. But before they come out, uh, we got we got this one group uh, what are they called? Oh that's right, yeah. Ugly duck and everybody. We're the opening act. We do a couple songs and we don't come back. And when we finish, we'll be hoping to clap. We're the opening act.
See that picture has been um going around, man. It's been making its rounds. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it has. You you do you know where that's from? <laughs> where is that from? Because I, I seen like JW memes of it talking about how elders be in the in the elders' room. Yeah, it's it's from Atlanta, man. It's from the latest episode of Atlanta. Oh, it's from that. See, man, I gotta watch the new series. I gotta get back on the Atlanta train, man. I I I, I'm guilty as charged of jumping off the train. Not not purposely, not because I wasn't into Atlanta. It was just, man, I, I got to get back on, on track with it, man. I don't be keeping up with TV shows like that anymore. So <laughs> I, I got to get back on it, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Oh man, what's good though? Oh, not much, man. Shout out to uh Malika Andrews and uh you know Richard Jefferson. They make for good TV, man. Yeah, man. I, they 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 starting to they starting to irritate me though. They man. so annoying, aren't they? Starting to irritate me. It's like it's they like so corny. Yeah, it's like let let's okay. One of us is gonna take a very ridiculous position, and then the other one of us is gonna take the opposite position. But they're going to be ridiculous with their opposite take as well. It's like, I just, I guess, get, get tired of that, man. Like, hey, that's why I don't watch ESPN no more, man. I don't be watching all my sports stuff. I, I go to YouTube for, man. Me too, man. I go to, honestly, bro, I, I listen to The Ringer. I listen to, Ringer's good. I listen to uh, Zach Lowe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listen to uh, The Mismatch, which is also through The Ringer. Um, nice. And and you know they 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 do a good job. I mean, they are basketball nerds, man. They don't they don't get caught up in the sensationalism stuff, and and they don't have like a bunch of former players come on and and Aaron lockstep defending anything any player does. And it's just it's just yeah. good basketball talk from people who actually know basketball. Yeah, yeah, I, I follow those two. Um... Is this other cat that I follow? Uh, it's called the Dreamers Pro podcast, and this dude, like, <laughs> he's a no name cat, man. But I love listening to his takes on stuff because he's one of the he's one of the good ones, man. That still fight for the likes of Michael Jordan and Kobe with all these you know hypocrites going around that always want to be so quick to crown LeBron James the goat, you know, and and all his videos is like dedicated to smashing all these cats. And what's his name? He, uh, Dreamers Pro, Dreamers Pro. I send I send you the link to his stuff, man. And uh, he he's got some good takes, man. I, I really like how he be breaking stuff down, man. He, all right, all right. He be coming with it. He be coming with it. He be coming at people at the comment section too. He have to dedicate a whole episode <laughs> to uh, people that try to come at him hard, you know. Yeah, he always thought, I'm, 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 I'm hurt y'all feelings on this one, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, uncut. He just, uh, he goes in, man. So I really like uh, watching him. But man, man, enough about him, man. It's all about us, man. Magnificent podcast. That's what y'all need to be listening to. That's what y'all need to be listening to. Exactly. Y'all get exactly. there. We go, hey, Rod, we already recording, so I'm gonna put all this in the, uh, I'm gonna put, make all this a hidden track. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> like the roots. <laughs> Yep, yep. You got to go all the way at the end of the. the, You got to let the uh, the three seconds play out. Yep, yep. It's gonna be you're gonna hear that that vinyl static, and then and then this combo gonna come in. 